Hi, welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. And I'm Kayla. And today is Bring Your Own special guest. We're so excited we have our first guest ever on the podcast. It is Logan from Logan's Library on TikTok and Elsie's Bookstagram on Instagram. Kendra, would you love to introduce Logan? I would love to. We are literally obsessed with her. We mention her like almost every episode. Um, so Logan is one of our favorite bookish content creators. You can find her on both TikTok at Logan's Library with two Ys and Instagram at Elsie's Bookstagram, where she has amassed over 100,000 followers cross-platform. That is super freaking impressive. Um, her aesthetic is very clean, crisp, and beautiful. Seriously, she has some of the best photos on Bookstagram. Uh, her other content includes fun book recommendations. If you have a trope, Logan will have the book rec for you. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly stalking her stories for when she's giving recs. Let's see. Oh, she does reviews, reading updates, book hauls, funny memes, you name it. She does it all. In terms of reading, she's a romance girly, just like us. But if you've been following her on Instagram, you'll know that she's slowly becoming a fantasy girly as well. So that is Logan. Yay, everybody clap. Hi, Logan. Hello. That is like such an introduction. I'm just like sitting over here not even making eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and so honored to be a guest. Yay. Yes, we are obsessed with you. It's kind of sad. Feeling neutral (laughs) on all fronts. (laughs) Before we jump into our discussion where we're just going to talk basically all things um, books, social medias, the book community, all that stuff with Logan. What are you guys reading? What are you guys drinking? I think Logan should go first since she is our guest. So I am currently in the middle of two books. Um, I am reading The Nanny. I think it's Lane mm-hmm. Ferguson is the author. Um, seen that one everywhere of, lately. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is so cute. It's like a single dad nanny romance, but like she was a OnlyFans girly and he was her number one subscriber, but oh. like didn't know that like <laughs> until <laughs> they get like partway through this whole relationship, um, which is, it's just I don't think I've ever read that like situation before. So yeah, it's really that sounds interesting. And surprisingly spicy. Like I was honestly shocked. Um, so that's been really fun. And then I'm still reading Cordis Lover Flames. Um, I got to like 70% and then, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what happened to your buddy read? Uh, I think she's waiting for me to catch up. <laughs> okay. Oh, and she passed you. So I had gone like way past her. I think we had agreed to stop at like 25 and then I got to like 51 or something. And then I was like, just let me know when you catch up. And then I was out of town and it's it's been better than any other attempt in the past, but still not great. I think I'm just not cut out for it and neither is she. Fair, fair. <laughs> because fair. we both like, I'm not someone who can just sit down and like read a couple chapters. I either will read like two pages or a hundred pages. Like I'm not good at the, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's a long book too. So yeah. like- it makes sense that it's just really good. I'm I'm enjoying it. Amazing. What do you do? You have any fun drinks? Um, let's see. I have been trying all the like different. What's it called? Like Ollie and like some of those. Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just not in the budget. Like oh, with as expensive. many with, with as many as I have disliked to an extreme level. I just I think I'm just gonna have to continue to be a cherry coke or Dr Pepper girl. It's just who I am. Oh, I love um, those both. I can't even drink like regular cola. Like I hate Coke, but I love a cherry Coke. Drink it so all day. good, amazing. Kendra, what are you reading? Um, I started Lizzie Blake's Best Mistake, and I was talking to Brandy before we started recording. I was like, "Oh, like you've read this, right?" 
And she's like, no. I she was like, only started- I started Lizzie Blake. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, like I started this because like I thought she had read it, but it follows um, a girl who's like in Philadelphia. She has ADHD. She's a chef. She's 27. And she hooks up with this like hot Australian guy. They have this like really cute little, I can't call it a one night stand because it turned into like a weekend event and then he goes home. Um, surprise, she's pregnant. So now <laughs> they have to like figure it out and I'm at the figuring it out part. Um, but it's really good so far. Like the writing is really good. Um, and I'm doing it on audio. So yeah, it's really cool. And then I started um, Next of Kin. I don't know who it's by, <gasps> but I see it all the time. Uh, why, what? Wait, 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 wait. That's been on my TBR forever. Wait, how far are you? Yeah. Like two or three chapters. It's so good. I, I like, it. I'm liking it so far. Yeah. I told Kayla that the the writing reminds me of that book. Um, we read it last year. Meet Me in the Hallway. I forget who that's by. I think too. you mean Meet Me Halfway. Meet me halfway, <laughs> not the Harry you know, Styles song. Yeah, um, it reminds me of, of that book, but yeah, I like it so far. Um, and I'm drinking. What's that book? Yeah, yeah, I read so. that one. So like last June was like my best like month of reading I think ever. That's when I read Flawless and Funny Feelings and Blindside and like a lot of those Elizabeth. Oh my god, Lord hits! Books. Wow. And so it was just like hit after hit, and then um, Hannah had asked like had emailed me. One of the reasons I was, like, so into reading this book is because her email to me was just, like, it was, like, four months in advance of the release. And, like, I could tell, like, we're the same Enneagram type. Like, we have all these things in common. Her email, I was just, like, I don't even care what your book's about. Like, I want to read it just because I love your email. Like, it was just, I don't know. Uh, It spoke to me. And so, but I read that when it was her debut book. Like, after I read all of those, like, five-star top books of the year. And it was still, like so impressive because I started to worry I was like nothing's gonna hold up to this like is it gonna be that time to read this like debut novel but it was incredible I loved it it was like very mature writing very mature characters I loved it so hopefully you do too yeah it's a really interesting um concept about like Mm -hmm. next of kin guardianship so it's really good so far oh yeah and And I'm drinking water water. I don't know if I said that yeah yeah (laughs) hydrated girly Brandy and I are going to Disney today after we're (laughs) Very exciting. Here. It's fine. It's okay. Kayla. Um, yeah, I'll go. Um, does anybody want to just like guess what I'm drinking right now? Uh, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Oh my gosh, you guys are so nice. smart. How did you know that? <laughs> um, yeah, that's my addiction. And let's see. Unfortunately, I've had a very slow reading month, so I'm actually reading the exact same thing that I am the last time we recorded. So, which is the audiobook for When in Rome by Sarah Adams. I'm almost done with that one. And then um, the second book in the Crowns of Nyaxia series, The Ashes and the Starkers. Well, that book is long as fuck, isn't it? So it is pretty long. Um, I didn't, I didn't even like look at the length before I started. But like as I've been reading, I'm like, am I really slowly reading this? Like, am I just really slow, or is this actually really long? And I think it's both Um, because the first book was like 550 pages, maybe. But I think this one is a lot longer. But I'm really enjoying it so far. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I really like this series. So that's currently what I'm reading. Is it going to end like there, like that couple or whatever? Or is Yeah, she's doing, doing, yeah, she's doing, it's a six book series, but each couple gets two books. Okay. And so this couple will finish with this book. So I'm kind of sad because I really like them, but, but I'm having, I'm glad like it like allows their story to like wrap up. So yeah. Brandy? Amazing. Um, I am also reading the same thing I was reading <laughs> last time we recorded. So I'm listening to the audiobook of yours truly. I, well, last time I said, I'm about to start it. I actually did start it 
And it's so good. Obviously, it's so good. Uh, All of us have read that one. And this is a reread for me on audio because the minute I found out that Zachary Weber was narrating Jacob, I immediately pre-ordered it. So loving that, having so much fun. I just got to the part where they're about to go to the engagement party. So that's good. Yeah. Um, And then I'm reading. I'm reading too much right now. I am reading American Prince by Sierra Simone, which I paused because, oh my God, I don't know if I talked about this last time. And if I did, I'll edit this part out. But I got the arc for Yellowface months ago from RF Kuang. Oh yeah. And uh, my friend Taz lives in Canada. Our friend Taz lives in Canada. And we've read, we've buddy read every single RF Kuang book together. So she was like, please wait. And I was like, deal. I'm waiting for you. No worries. She's like, it's going to be months. And I was like, don't worry. Like I will wait for you. This bitch got the book and sat and read it in one night without telling me so now I am just trying to catch up anyways I'm reading Yellow Face by Rob Kong it's really really good so far it's really interesting because I've never the, the main character who's had your in it's first person POV she's supposed to be unlikable like she like not even like towing the line of morally gray like she is horrible um, and you're supposed to hate her so it's very interesting because I've never read a book like that before and then um, I also started Mile High for a book club at work. Oh, yay. You started Mile High? You didn't tell us that. Oh, my gosh. I hope yeah, you I'm The second one's literally better. 2% in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That book so. is long. Too yeah, long I'm, book. I'm stressed. Uh, I have oh, wait, Logan, were you reading that one, too? I was. I got to, I think, like 30% and was really enjoying it, like, honestly, having a great time. But then that's when my buddy read started, and... I don't know. I just like was like, okay, I'll come back to this one. And I still fully intend to go back to it. I'm usually not someone who does that. Pauses. But I think in this like weird reading headspace mm-hmm. I've been in the last two months, like anything goes. So yeah. we're just going to kind of write it out, see see what happens. And I also mm-hmm. like listened to the first like five or ten minutes of Throne of Glass um, because – Devney was like, okay, Brandy and I are buddy reading, um, like, Throne of Glass. Like, she's rereading it. Or Devney said she was rereading it. So I was like, okay, well, maybe, like, now's the time to start it. I had moved it to my nightstand, which means it's, like, priority TBR. Yeah. When she said that, I was like, okay, it's a sign. And then I got, like, five minutes into the audiobook. And I think because I've been doing all these, like, lighthearted, cute rom-coms, I was like, I got to recalibrate because I can't yeah. comprehend anything. It's a so, commitment yeah. for sure. Yeah. Sounds a commitment. Definitely. I think diving in when I'm in the middle of like 12 other books is just maybe not the right time. Hmm. Yeah, totally fair. Uh, and I am drinking a caramel latte that I made at home. Yeah. Love. Yay. Okay. Amazing. Let's let's go ahead and uh, jump in. Yes. So obviously this episode is all about Logan. So we are each going to take turns telling each other how we discovered Logan's content. Oh my gosh. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> yeah, not to not to embarrass you, Logan. <laughs> I think it'd be more embarrassing for us how we tell you, like how we were stalking you. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? You know how you can go into your who you're following on Instagram and organize it by like most interacted with, earliest follows, most recent follows, whatever. One day I was just curious who I followed first because I just couldn't remember, and I went back, and my earliest follows were Kendra, Kimmy, Gracie, Lomi, and Logan. Oh my gosh. So, wow. yeah. Top five. Crazy. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I don't remember because my, I was following so much book content on my like personal socials before I actually made any book socials. I think I followed you on TikTok first. And then once I made a bookstagram, I was like, boop. So, 
Yeah. Wow. And I remember our first interaction was, of course, when I read Daphne. So I love that. I, okay. I mean, I think that obviously the first time I came across Logan's content was just, I think, organically on my For You page. And I followed her like in 2021, probably the spring or summer of 2021. You're an OG. That's when I oh, started. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, I'm an OG <laughs> fan, actually. Um, and then I didn't have a bookstagram for a while. Um, I started mine, I guess I would, I guess, has it been a year now? It might yeah, be a year. I can't remember the exact, year. I can't remember the exact date. I'll have to go back and look when my first post was. But yeah, I, when I started my bookstagram, she was one of the first people I followed, but on my personal, I followed her first before I made an Instagram. So, um, like, yeah, I think the people that I followed on my personal for book content on Instagram were like Kendra, Kimmy, pretty much the same people you said, Brandy. Logan, wow. Lola, Alexandra, Gracie, etc. So, um, and then I just moved all that right over to my to my bookstagram. It's so I don't awesome. remember really like when we started talking. I don't remember. It was, it was probably yeah. not that long ago because I think I was just following you for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I think maybe like I really don't know yeah. the answer to that I question. Think, I think we like. <laughs> started chatting more it was like October November when I read like the simple wild and then Crescent City okay like maybe that was it yeah it was Um, probably like before that it was probably just like really quick like little random messages here and there mutual vibes yeah 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 Yeah, exactly it's so funny anytime I see someone like reading like the addicted series or Crescent City or anyone I'm like you guys should go talk to my friend Kayla like (laughs) you should just go follow and talk to her because she'll know everything um, let's see. When I joined Bookstagram, I don't know if I saw you first on Bookstagram or on Book Talk. I want to say Bookstagram because I was following Melina and Tanya, and y'all were all really good friends. I think this is like right when the Smut Squad, the infamous Smut Squad, had started, <laughs> and they would always repost you. And I'm like, who the fuck is this girl? Like all the time, like reposting, reposting. <laughs> and then I think you followed me, and I was like, oh okay, like watch, follow me, so I follow her back, and then. Um, I saw you on, I have a very specific memory of being on book talk, like scrolling through my for you page and you were at like a game or something and it, you like made it bookish, like, Oh, like sports romance, something, but you were drinking Crawford Buck. Oh, yeah. like, oh shit. She's in Texas. Cause that's a Texan beer. And I remember commenting like, Oh my God, like are you, I knew you had to be from Texas. Like it was a vibe. You just, you know, when people are from that state. <laughs> um, yeah. and then the, the rest is history. And I, yeah, have stalked your content ever since. Truly, like when we, I don't think like you like when we say like you're one of our favorite like creators. Like Logan, you, we're so up your ass. Are. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I will also say I remember at the end of 2021 um, when you did like your favorites. Uh, Tin Queen by Devney Perry was one of them, and then that's how I was introduced to Devney Perry because then I read Indigo Ridge and I read Juniper Hill because it came out shortly after that, and then I read the rest of her backlist. So. I feel like I most people think like where they heard of Devney was probably from you. I feel like yeah, I feel like a lot of people, especially like in the book talk and bookstagram community. Yeah, definitely. I I remember the very specific video that I saw, which is why I read Devney, was because you made a, like a deep dive. You're like Devney's one of my favorite authors of all time. Like here's the order mm-hmm. I would read the series in, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So and that was right, but right after Juniper Hill came out. So it's funny. I watch that now, and I'm like. She probably thought I was like, like Devney probably thought I was crazy. Like, you guys weren't close at that point. Two of them, two or three times, like <laughs> so obnoxious. She was like, yeah, the how first did you author. get into Devney? So, I love this story. She was the first author to ever reach out to me, like to send anything. 
Um, so this is like summer of 2021. I maybe had my account for a few months, like did not have a very big following and really was only reading like Welcome to the Dark Side. Like I was reading Fallen Men, Penelope Douglas, like Nikki Sloan, a lot, Katie Roberts, Sierra Simone, like a lot more like spicy, mostly high spice type of stuff. It was like pretty early on. Um, but I was just like, oh my God, like an author wants to send me a free book. Are you kidding me? Like it was just truly the most exciting thing ever. And so I have like a whole unboxing video of me getting these and I'm like, I've never really read small town before, but like, I'm going to try them. And then, um, it was right before 10 queen came out. And so she, she had sent me like the entire series in paperback and I was like blown away. And so then of course I immediately sat down and started the first book because I'm like, this is just the greatest so gift exciting. ever. Yeah. And then was, I mean, hooked. Like it was, I think, because I used to read thrillers sporadically and then I've been reading romance, but that was really the first one I feel like that kind of combined like the mystery mm-hmm. crime aspect with it on, I don't know, like on that level, but I just was like so hooked. And then I like read the entire series immediately like that week and then went and basically read her entire backlist after that but yeah it's just crazy because like I really did not have a huge following I'm sure I was just like someone that she randomly decided to email when she was sending out stuff for 10 queen and like it's I had never heard of her I had didn't know anyone else who had heard of her I remember I like sent a screenshot of the email to like the smut squad group chat I was like do anyone know who this is like and um Aww. yeah and so it's that's just so kind cool. of like crazy that that's how it all started and I was just like instantly obsessed and now I've never left the small town subgenre. so yeah I feel like you introduced Ebony to a whole new demographic of readers because mm-hmm. when I went to, when Brandy and I went to love in Vegas like I was expecting everyone at love in Vegas to be like our age our like age. in their 20s like and most people in Devonese line besides like people our age were like older women like in their 40s yeah. 50s maybe 60s plus so yeah I feel like now like you have all these young girls reading <laughs> like small town romances about women in their 30s and stuff so it is interesting though like with like book bonanza um and then the very first signing I went to, it was really all, like, we were, me and Alexandra Molina were, like, easily the youngest people there. Um, yeah, because you guys went to that one in Nashville, right? Yeah, so that's the very first one we went to. I really think that was, like, the first signing post-COVID. And, yeah, like, we were definitely the youngest people there. There was no one, I think, maybe, like, one or two other people that were, like, in the Bookstagram community that we knew. But it was people who had been doing it, like, YouTubers, um, like, uh-huh. Peace Love Book. Like, she was there. So, I, I, I always call it like the new wave, like the new age of like yeah. all of us who kind of found it during COVID basically. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that um, I feel like was so fun between like the first two signings I went to were really fun. And I almost felt like that was such a unique, unique experience because there wasn't like a lot of other bookstagrammers or book talkers there. So I was like, I kind of just feel like I can chat with authors and stuff and like not have to compete with like a hundred other people like wanting to meet them for the first time but then like once I got to Vegas and like there was actually like a hundred other people I was like okay this is so fun like to have everyone there at once and that's what I heard a couple authors mention that of that about Vegas is it was like this was the first signing where they felt like they had a whole new group of people like it wasn't just a lot of the same people so that's kind of fun like I feel like yeah a lot of the signings will be so different from now on which I love that's that's kind of what I was wondering, like, because I know you went to like Book Bonanza last year. So I'm wondering how it will look different this year compared to last year, because I feel like so many, at least like in the small corner that I live in, in Bookstagram and Book Talk, I feel like there's so many people mm-hmm. closer to my age that are going. Um, so I'm curious to like see from your perspective when we go, like, how does it look different? 
yeah. from yeah. last year. So we exist in like this bubble in the book community of just like really cool people our age that we really admire and like to talk to and whatever that I sometimes forget that like we're not the only people right. who are reading this stuff. Like my mom loves like my mom takes all of her recs from me, Logan. I think your mom does too, right? Like my mom will just text mm-hmm. me like, next book. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, not even yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how'd you like the last one? Like at least tell me. But yeah, it's Wait, like it's give me something. Yeah. It'll, it should be fun. I'm excited as well for Book Bonanza. So we've kind of talked a little bit like how we've all discovered you, but I would like to know how did you get into reading? Like, was it something that you always loved or did you discover it later in life? And then like from that, what initially led you to make a book talk and a bookstore? So I was probably just like a, a like an average reader in like elementary school, middle school, um, maybe read a little bit more in, in those years, um, but nothing crazy. Um, and then really didn't read for fun, like at all, um, for years. And then I think it was maybe like late college. I started listening to maybe like one or two audio, but my mom had gotten me some audiobooks, but it was like the CDs to where there was only like, you know, 10 chapters on each CD. <laughs> yeah. to like rotate them out. And it was like 2015, but I, so I feel like there was probably other options, but I just had all these like John Grisham audiobooks like on CD and would listen to them, um, and started really enjoying them. And then kind of continued that, like, when I was in law school, I relied a lot more on audiobooks, but even still, I was really just reading like maybe four or five books a year. It would be like celebrity autobiography or a thriller or something like that. Um, and or like the random like women's fiction beach book, you know. Um, and that was really it. Like when I was in law school, the last thing I wanted to do was read when I got home, but I could like turn on an audiobook and walk my dog or make dinner or something. And that was like a nice little escape. Um, to where I still felt like I was being productive. I wasn't like watching TV, but I also wasn't thinking about my own life. So, you know, it was great. <laughs> and then it's kind of funny. Like I was, I obviously like joined TikTok or, you know, was a TikTok watcher observer, like early pandemic. And then I think it was like fall of 2020. I was having a really bad day and I was like, I'm just going to get on Netflix and watch like the first cheesy romance book that or cheesy romance movie that I see pop up. And it was after. And so I was like, I'm just gonna watch this. I don't know anything about it. And like I think I I think I eventually realized that it was like Harry Styles based off of Harry Styles or whatever. Um, but it wasn't really anything I knew about. So, anyways, I watched the movie and then was like, I need to know what happens next. And then the second movie was out. So I was like, okay, great. So then I went and bought that. And but then it kind of ended on like a cliffhanger. And I was like, well, I immediately need to know what's happening. Um, so I was like, maybe I'll just read the next book. Like, it's been a while since, you know, I've picked up a book and read it. I don't know if y'all, I mean, if y'all have seen those books, it's like. They're big. Uh, and they're thick. Yeah. Like the, the audiobook length is the same length as like the Order of the Phoenix. Like, I mean, it's like 25 <laughs> hours. Yeah. And like for all four of them, I was like, so this is, I was, was thinking about, you know, eyeball reading them. And then I was like, well, that's certainly not going to happen. So <laughs> I was like, I like audiobooks, but I've never listened to a romance audiobook. Like, I don't really know about that. But yeah, so I started the series on audio and it's narrated by Shane East and actually the girl who narrates Kala. Um, and so oh. it's kind of funny because Callie when Dalton? I. No. Um, Kala that- no, Fletcher. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started it and actually like really enjoyed it. And I don't think I knew that there was going to be like spice or anything. I didn't even know anything about that. 
Um, so like flew through those books, even though they're like crazy toxic, but they were so good. And then I really liked Shane East. So then I started like looking up to see what else he narrated. And that's how I found like other narrator or other audiobooks, you know, narrated by him. And then that's how I eventually found Lauren Blakely, who uses Zachary Weber a lot. And so then I became like obsessed with Zachary Weber and was looking to see what else he narrated, which is how I found like Priest. And then it just kind of like spiraled into like a romance audiobook. I was just doing them like every two days I was listening to a new one. And then there was a book out. Sorry, it's like such a long story, but there was a book out that um, I really wanted to read. It was like the next in a series or I wanted to listen to, but I hated the narrator. So I was like, I don't know what to do because I can't, I cannot listen to her. And was it Erin so, Allen? It was not, but <laughs> um, and so I was like, I guess I could like read it with my eyes. Like I, it's a weird concept. <laughs> um, so I just downloaded the Kindle app on my phone and started reading it, and yeah, then literally never stopped. Like two years later, so that's how it wow. how it all started. That's crazy. All thanks it's- to. Harry Styles fanfic. It's so interesting that like you mostly started like with audiobooks because I feel like a lot of people it's at least for me I guess I don't know the most popular way but I feel like usually it starts off with eyeball reading and then people discover the joy of audiobooks. So yeah. I think that's so interesting. Were you also a big fanfic reader at all? No. Never? Okay. Never. Because wow. I think I think all three of us here were fanfic girlies, so. Not Brandy. No, never, it was just you I and me. I never read fanfic. Oh, that's, okay. I, that's, I yeah. that's so funny, though, because you say that, Kayla, and I also started on audiobooks. I wonder if fanfic girlies really? start more with eyeball reading. <laughs> I know. We than... should figure out the pipeline. We'll have to yeah. do a poll. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't, I don't think even knew what Wattpad was, honestly. <laughs> I was never in the Wattpad. I was always on, like, fanfiction.net and Archive of Our Own, which... Mm-hmm. But I know that after lived on Wattpad um, in its original form. But how did this, like, lead you to, like, starting to make bookish, like, content? Because I know your bookstagram, like, it was a joint account. And then on mm-hmm. TikTok, it was just yourself. So, like, how did all that happen? Yeah. So, I was kind of like a, you know, like an observer on BookTok. And then maybe on Bookstagram, too, a little bit. But I don't think I had really – I think I we started the account, like, pretty early. But um, I think they really started around the same time. But Lena, who um, I started the bookstagram with, we went to law school together and somehow it came up basically that we were both reading a lot more and we were both reading romance. And so we started exchanging recommendations all the time and texting about them, um, which was fun to have like a real life friend who was reading. And I think at this point I had followed like a few people on TikTok just from like a private account or something. But yeah, and so and she got married and her initials changed to LC. And so she had mentioned like, oh, you should start a bookstagram. And I was like, oh, we should like start one together. And that was like the entire conversation. And then I just started the account um, <laughs> and was like, okay, great. We're doing it. Um, and then started kind of posting on TikTok around the same time. And I feel like I, in the beginning, put like maybe a little more energy into TikTok than Instagram. But then I have always loved, I've always loved Instagram. Like I love taking pictures. I had photography as a side gig for years. I've always enjoyed it. Um, but on my personal Instagram, I was one of those that would like, oh, this didn't get a set number of likes. Like I was, you know, always examining yeah. myself which was entirely tied to, okay, how many likes am I getting? Did this person like it? Oh, this person didn't like it, you know? And it was, I enjoyed the app, but it was just a very bad, like mental struggle. And so it was so fun to be able to like be creative and take pictures, but it was not my face that people were liking, you know? And so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, if people don't like it 
that's fine. It doesn't, it wasn't like affecting my, I don't know, self-worth as much as my personal Instagram was. And at that point it was like a lot of strangers. And so it was really fun and to just interact with people on there. Um, and then I started, I think, putting more energy into bookstagram, um, and kind of like created an aesthetic, which I didn't really ever think was going to happen. Just a lot of things like that, that I think also led it to be a little bit more like one-sided on the feed at least. So yeah, I feel like now it's, it's mostly just me. Lena will pop in every now and then, but it's kind of about it. Um, and now I feel like I hardly ever post anything on TikTok. If anything, like I will film something in that just because it's easier, but I just mm -hmm. am intending to post it in Reels because my TikTok yeah. views, I just don't care over there anymore. Yeah, TikTok is it's so infuriating. It, yeah, Brandy and I have talked about like if TikTok gets banned, like I think we'll be happy. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We'll be I okay. I genuinely would feel like a weight off my shoulders, genuinely. I wish it would because like when I was home at my parents' house um, for like the last 10 days, I didn't open TikTok at all other than like a couple authors I work for. I would post videos on their accounts and then like close the app. I was never on like my account, never scrolling at all. Um, but then this week, like when I'm home, I think because I can just like play videos out loud in my apartment, I'm not like around people, I'll get on TikTok more. And I'm either, it's either like I have zero hours of scrolling or I have like 10 hours of scrolling. Like I can't do yeah. it in between. And I just get sucked in. And if I'm posting, then I'm scrolling and my mental health just like immediately, it's, it's crazy just like one day from the next, how it can do that. And so I'm like, I just want yeah. it to be taken away from me, honestly. Like, please, just take it away. So Especially, like, when your account is, like, growing or, like, you're in, like, the thing of, like, getting a lot of traction. Like, you're like, oh, like, let me, like, see how many comments I'm getting. Let me see how many likes I'm getting. Like, and then you can't put it down. And then mm -hmm. TikTok loves to just, like, snatch all that away from you. And right. then you'll post something and it's, like, no views, no likes, right. no nothing. And you're like, what did I do? And then it's just awful. <laughs> but on Instagram, it's like, I can just go on there, chat with my friends, like, post yeah. stories, and then leave. And it's amazing right I never find myself like just like scrolling through my feed for more than maybe like five minutes at a time yeah or like at the end of the night I'll go and check like all of my friends to see if I missed any posts or like I'll go through like my favorites following or whatever mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but I'll do that and like check in to see if I miss anything but for the most part I just like interact on stories and chat with people and it's not like a soul-sucking app to me it's just like a fun creative low-stress space but TikTok it's just it's so hard to be a casual I think either poster or observer at least for me on TikTok because once I start scrolling I just I literally can't stop and then I either will post constantly or like not at all I just I can't do the the casual thing so yeah and your both of your followings on TikTok are much larger than mine but in, in I at the end of last year I had this spurt of like growing very very quickly I had like multiple videos do very very well gained a lot of followers very quickly and then like Kendra said like all of it like I've had like nothing since then for like months and it's so stupidly stressful because like in my rational brain I can be like this doesn't matter but then it's like oh god uh it feels like it does Alexandra has always like compared it to like a toxic relationship yeah like, they mm -hmm. string you know like they string you along they're not like you're thinking oh, I'm, I'm done with this I'm leaving I'm done with this and then you get like a video that goes viral or like you get all of this love yep. at once and it's like okay well well maybe I'll stick around and then you you know have this like okay it's not so bad and then abysmal views it's like it's just this cyclical Cycle. it's so fun I love it <laughs> Uh, you've been very forward on your socials that like this is not your full-time job um and you mentioned earlier you went to law school do you mind me saying that you're a lawyer oh yeah go for it yeah okay so <laughs> you're a lawyer <laughs> being on socials isn't your full-time job but you have 
a huge following, as we mentioned, yeah, over a hundred thousand followers cross platform. So how has like being part of these book communities, like changed your life in big or small ways that you've noticed? I think like from a mental health aspect, I mean, obviously like we were just talking about TikTok and how that can be like a drain on mental health, but I think just the community and having a creative outlet. Um, when I was in college and then in law school, I did a lot of photography and which was really fun. And I was also surrounded by people, obviously being in like a, a classroom setting and like living near friends and, and stuff like that. And so then um, once I started my actual career, I was living in a city where I maybe knew one or two people and a lot of people weren't in the office. And so I live alone, I have my dog, but that's kind of it. And so it was a very big change and like mentally I was not you know doing great at all. So it was kind of nice to have, I think, I think if I was just reading 24 seven without any outlet to that, it would have been not good. <laughs> um, I think it would have just been used as an escape and I would have never talked to anybody and just never had any social interaction. And it, it would have been like not a good thing. So I loved that I was able to kind of have it as a creative outlet and got to kind of channel my like love for photography into this new love for books and combine the two. And then just talking with people. Like, I feel like that has been a huge part of it. Um, I feel like I've met some of the most, like just the greatest people that have become people that I hang out with in real life through bookstagram and book talk and all of that, which I don't think I ever expected like to, to do something like that. And then now like the opportunity to work for authors and do things like that has been so cool. And then like the book box, it was something that I truly never expected that I would ever be able to do. Um, wasn't even something that I knew was a thing. Um, so just cool. those types of opportunities. And I think to, I don't know, like talk with people who are passionate about the same things and then who also are so creative and I don't know, I feel like that's a lot of it. Um, and then I guess this isn't necessarily like the book community related, but just everything I've learned about myself through books. I mean, it's just yeah. invaluable. So, yeah. You kind of said how if you didn't have this like outlet, then you'd just be like reading 24 seven and not talk to anybody about it. And I felt like that was me for a long time. Cause like, you know, I was an observer for two years and I like just didn't really talk to many people about it until I forced my way into Kendra's DMs. Um, and then, and then, exactly you know, yeah. And then um, eventually I created my own bookstagram and now like this year, as an example, I have like, you know, multiple things coming up with people that I met online, you know, and like, I'm so looking forward to like the summer, you know, in the fall and all the things that I'm going to get to do with all these people. Yeah. And without that, you know, like without this community, I don't know what I would be doing. I would just be chilling by myself. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe I would be doing something else, but like, I just have a lot more people that I can like, you know, just talk to whenever I feel like talking to, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, cause I like, I have like, acquaintances in my real life but like nobody like super close friends at least living by me and so I think that yeah this community for me has been really impactful um just in terms of like yeah just feeling like I have I have people to talk to because even though I am an introvert myself it's you still feel lonely and so um I think that that was a big thing for me and like my my mental health and improving that piece 
Um, you mentioned your book box, which I don't think we explained earlier, but Logan got to do a collaboration with, is it Internal Embers? Is that the Internal name Embers. Of the, yeah. Um, where she got to like pick four of her favorite books, do like new covers for all of them, one of which Brandy designed. She did the cover for Center. It's fucking gorgeous. It's like stunning. Um, but I think that's like so cool that like, A, you got to do that. And then it like sold out. Like, how was that experience? In, like, five minutes, right? Yeah. (laughs) It was wild. I think Steph, Steph Stories, like, she just sent me a picture. It was, like, three minutes after it went live. Sent me a picture of the screen where she tried to add it into her cart and it said sold out. She just texted me. She said, no. I was like, (laughs) I was, I was shocked. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that whole experience was just so fun. They had emailed me last fall asking if I was interested in doing it. And I think I had seen like Pit Teacher Rachel do one and then Christy with Read Between the Wines. I think she had done one. And that was really all I had seen with like, I guess like for lack of a better term, like influencer boxes. And so I had texted both of them and was kind of saying, you know, like, what was the process like? Like, do you recommend it? And things like that. And they were both so helpful and um, just like answered any questions and were so like so supportive and they were like, you should totally do it. Um, and so, yeah, like, and the girls at Eternal Embers are like, they're so committed. Like they, every single time they would read the book and then we would get on a zoom call and discuss for like two hours. Like, I mean, every single like detail, everything. Um, and I love that they read every single, all three of them read every single book before we got on a zoom call. I feel like that's not necessarily the case with every book Mm -hmm. box. Like Mm -hmm. not everyone I think is that committed to making sure that like they, understand everything and I love that like for the most part like all four cover ideas were basically like my ideas and then they just kind of helped like enhance things or like kind of but they knew all of the details and were able to do that which was just I don't know it was really cool um and they were so creative and had so many great ideas and um were willing to like redirect when we needed to do that which was great so um yeah it was just such a fun experience you showing your Pinterest boards for all of them was so cool on your Instagram. Like I thought that or your like your little Canva outlines that you did was so cool because um, yeah, like you said, like Logan designed all these covers, like Logan conceptualized and thought of all of the ideas. I'm so happy that I got to do the artwork for Sinner, but that all was, was born awesome. out of Logan's brain. So, cool. so. Uh, such fun. It was awesome. I can't wait to see them all like in print. It's going to be awesome. They're going to be so great. Yes. Okay. So what is your favorite part about, well, I guess we might've already talked about this, but if you want to expand more about your favorite part about being a bookish content uh, creator or being a part of the community or like a part that's like very memorable to you that stands out. Like you've talked about going to different conventions. Do you have any even like specific memories from that where you're like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm having the most fun or anything like that? Um, I mean, I think... (laughs) I have posted this like video on close friends before because I just think it's the best video, but meeting Sierra Simone when I was in Nashville last year was just like truly one of the coolest experiences ever because I was like so nervous. Like, and like, there's a video that I think it was Melina was taking it and I'm like, like trying to like (laughs) pump myself up to go meet her. And, um, and I had chatted with her a bunch, like when Saint came out, um, we talked a lot because that was like such a impactful book, like mental health wise. It was the first time that I had ever seen like my own experience with anxiety and depression, like portrayed so just exactly how mine had been. Um, and so it's like a very moving book and it was great. I had gotten to chat with her about it 
quite a bit when it came out. And, uh, but I didn't think she like had any idea who I was, you know, she probably talks with people in DMs all the time. And so um, when someone like took me up and was like, oh, hey, like, you know, this is, this is Logan or whatever. And she was like, oh, that Logan. Like, yeah, that Logan. I was like, I'm sorry. Aww. What? <laughs> and I was like, it's so great to see you. And like gave me a hug. And then literally every time I've seen her after that, she's been like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? And like knows who I am, which is just wild to me. But yeah, I mean, like that whole experience in Nashville was really cool because that was really, I mean, that was the night before the signing. And so that was really one of my very first just in-person author interactions at all. And so for it to be her and like someone who had such a great impact on, I don't know, my first year of reading. Um, I don't know. It was really cool. So that was a very special moment. That's awesome. I I said this to Brandy and Kendra last week when we recorded. The only thing I have up on them in terms of book things is that I met Sierra Simone <laughs> last summer too um, because she's local. And so, um, and actually literally yesterday I went to Barnes and Noble and I hadn't seen this before, but it made me like, made my heart so happy um, where they have the pre-series uh, on the shelves. They put the local author, like little card oh, thing next to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, how cute. Um, it's like our only claim to fame, Kansas City, yeah. is, that we have Sierra, is that we have Sierra Simone. Um, and I met her at this like uh, local romance author, like convention thing that they held at our local library. And I didn't know any of the authors except for her that were going to be there. And so I, I literally, I got in line to meet her. I met her and then I left. Because <laughs> I didn't know anybody else there. Um, but it was so, she was so nice. And I got um, like a video of her um, saying hi to Brandy and Kendra and our friend Taz. And then I showed her one of Kendra's TikTok videos about, about the pre-series, like a funny one. And so and she laughed. She thought it was so funny, but she was so nice. So I can't wait to, to see her again at Book and Andrew. Yeah. It'll be so fun. She's just, I mean, she's so nice. Like she looks nice like shirt. this sweet like didn't she used to be a librarian in real life like she yeah just looks like this very she wears cute, like plaid in her little like yeah. yeah she had like little pigtails she was so cute and like, then you wow. open a book and it's the I filthiest know. thing writing you've about ever the read. president coming in this girl's <laughs> hair like crazy. Um, Isn't that what we said too about about Elsie Silver or like a, oh a yeah she looks or like yeah. the people who write the freaking so stuff cute. always just look so sweet and nice <laughs> like. Like Nikki I'm like Sloan, Elsie. Think, oh like, my god! So unsuspecting when you meet Nikki Sloan, like she's That's just like, was, so quiet and like. Oh. I was texting Alexandra about an Adriana Locke book where he puts a grape in her coochie and then like yeah. sucks it out, and I was like, "This is the woman writing this! Like this insane." <laughs> I know. He does what she has, like she has one kind of like out of pocket scene in every single. <laughs> like she it's typically like you know average small town romance and then she has one where like something crazy happens a grape yeah, the grape, like, grape like, up the coochie like, yeah full like they're like feasting on this dining room table and he like yeah <laughs> the book is called that's Soy. Crazy. that's crazy. Like, for anybody out there is interested he's like a senator or something like a mayor i don't know he's running for governor i think yeah he should something because it will get out <laughs> That'll be a scandal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, it's way. Adriana Locke. Yeah, th- that feeling that you were talking about of like meeting one of your favorite authors, which is so funny that 
you were the one saying that because you were the one who introduced me to Demi in person. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I, I was wasted at this bar in Vegas and Logan goes, Demi's on her way. And I was like, no! <laughs> I was so drunk and so embarrassed. I was like, no, oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's so special. I have to like chill about relationships with authors sometimes because I just get, get so excited because like I just obviously admire their work so much and then I just meet them and they're just so nice and just normal yeah. people and yeah, it's such a special thing about the book community that we get to interact so much with the people who write the work that we love. Yeah, like meeting authors and I, like people that I've tagged or like posted, you know, stuff about whatever, maybe I've interacted with a little bit, but I don't have like actual long conversations with them or anything. Um, and then, you know, I like meet them at signings and I just go up and I'm, you know, I'm buying something or whatever, or getting something signed. And they're like, you look familiar. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah and like what you know what do you say to that and mm-hmm. then sometimes you're like wait I know you and I'm like oh okay like I love that and then it's just like so uncomfortable because I'm like I was hoping you did but also I wasn't expecting that you did yeah. and now I don't know how to act <laughs> yeah. when we went up to Sophie Lark's table at Love in Vegas like business oh daddy and Sophie Lark were like Kendra we are so obsessed with you like we followed your journey so closely Kendra's like ah! <laughs> it was I was so like, because I thought they were just like sending that to like you know everyone. Like they're, they're very good at like communicating with readers, but like they made mm-hmm. it so personal for me, yeah. especially business daddy. I was like, whoa, this man like is obsessed <laughs> with me. This is crazy. Damn, <laughs> business daddy was working love in Vegas. He was like boom, 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 like all over the place. Like I know. crazy. Can we do some rapid fire questions for you, Logan? Yes. Okay, feel free to expand. Yeah. I'm done here. All right. Feel free to expand on these. I say rapid fire just because we have just like quick little questions for you. But if you feel like you need to explain these, do not need to be like one word answers or anything like that. Okay. I'm like not good at being brief about anything. So that's good. <laughs> it's okay. And these are all like discussions that we've talked about on the pod previously um, or hope to talk about soon. So yeah. Right. Please don't feel like you have to be brief. We spent literally four hours talking about the addicted series. <laughs> Um, okay what is your favorite trope I feel like single dad I mean I feel like that's really what I gravitate towards either single dad or second chance those are like if I see that on like a new book coming out and I see that's on there I'm like oh hell yeah like I get so pumped sold (laughs) Mm -hmm. I brought Um, single parent for mine as well sorry I know I I feel like you guys have like the small town single parent thing like very much Mm -hmm. in common that's like your guys's like realm like I I really do feel like anything Logan reads and loves like there's a 95% chance I will also read it and love it the only thing that I know that we hardcore disagree on is love in other words which is fucking tragic (laughs) I remember no okay Logan I I get so nervous whenever whenever Logan reads a book that like I've really loved I get so nervous because I thought I had it in the bag when she was like I'm gonna read all roads lead here I'm like hell yeah she's gonna love this it's single dad it's small town it's Mariana Zapata she did not like it at all I was like no like I was like no I failed like what did I do wrong and then I think it was when you read Simple Wild and you loved it I was like okay I was horrified when she read Simple Wild I was like I don't we're like shitting yeah I was so scared Uh, okay but to be fair, nobody was more bummed than me that I didn't like All Roads Lead Here because I had been waiting for that audiobook to come out for like a year. And I was, it was like what I was expecting to be my number one book of the year. Like I was so ready. So when I didn't end up liking it, like nobody was more bummed than me, I promise. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. I was devastating. What is your least favorite trope? This is a hard one because I used to always say friends to lovers because I 
I just like don't buy it like that you've been friends all this time and you never once thought about making out with each other when you're drunk like I just fully do not believe that (laughs) and so I mean I can buy into it when there's like a read like funny feelings I was like okay that that's an exception it makes sense like you know they had things in their way so I think like it can be done well and I have found over the last like year that there are some that I actually do genuinely enjoy so it's not one that I don't like as much so and I really think feel like there's not like a lot that I won't read other than like you know bully romance or why choose like that's just not really my thing but as far as like tropes I feel like there's some that I don't get as excited to see you know if I'm like looking at, like a bullet point of trope list like there's some that don't you know get my heart rate going as much and this can be a little controversial um but it is kind of like I still enjoy it but it's not one that I get pumped about and that is like marriage of convenience fake dating because I feel like there's always that like really experience and again I do like there are times that I absolutely love it but I think it has to be done right because it always has the oh like they don't actually like me the other person's POV they don't actually like me obviously it's very frustrating yeah it is and so like I think when it's done like in funny feelings and she starts you know self-doubting or whatever she talks to him and they communicate and it's perfect Mm -hmm. but then there's other times when she spirals for 80% of the book and you're like, <laughs> take a look around, he's into you, that it gets on my nerves sometimes. Or sometimes like, I don't know, like this, the stakes aren't enough for it to seem realistic. My friend and I were talking about this. She was like, I feel like to me, fake dating is the only one that doesn't feel like realistic in the sense of like, yeah, you could date your brother's best friend. You could date a single dad. Like, but something about fake dating, like, those stakes aren't actually yeah, have you ever met anybody in real life who's yeah. actually fake dating <laughs> but you should you should try um how to fake it in hollywood by ava wilder because I did read that, that one. one you did what did you think about yeah. it if you didn't like it it's okay because these two hated no, it I, I loved it I did <laughs> oh like it. my god okay, good. we did not hate it i did like it my my only thing with that one was um like i loved i thought like the story of like his recovery and everything was important i think i just wanted to see more like from that part of it and then um like he was a single dad but like he really wasn't like I mean he didn't need to be around those kids yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that was weird and then I felt like obviously like the like him like needing to go to rehab was such a huge thing and then yeah there was I can't remember if that one was dual POV or not but like you didn't really get his POV any again after that and so that was kind of my only thing with that one but I still did I loved that book I thought it was it was very cute I was watching was it like a a tick or an Instagram live or a TikTok live. Kendra and I both were with Zach and whoever, and he was talking about his. He was talking about his current girlfriend, but uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but he mentioned um, they were talking about tropes and they were talking about fake dating. And the interviewer had asked him like if he'd ever like fake dated or something, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then I was like, "Wait, what?" And then what? they just like yeah. moved on, and we were like expand what do you mean you just fake dated somebody expand on that please like I was so confused yeah like I feel like it totally makes sense in like a celebrity like PR setting um yeah yeah when it's like sometimes I think like (laughs) fake dating just I don't know and when it's like okay I need a date for a wedding or whatever but I think when it's like a long-term fake Mm. dating thing that's when and again like I still read a ton of fake dating and have so many five-star fake dates I think it's just one of those things that like there's a You're not like, ooh, I have to read it. Right. There's a chance for it to and, and maybe it's more like marriage of convenience over fake dating that sometimes I'm like, eh, because they're like the stakes have to be realistic. Sometimes, sometimes I can overlook it. But then other times like uh, and and I think the there's just a lot of miscommunication. Like it's I feel like funny feelings is the only fake dating book I've ever read where there's 
not a third act breakup or like a major miscommunication. So do you know what I appreciate about the bluff um, from the Calamity Montana series is that they ne- were never not fucking like they, <laughs> their relationship started right. out physical and right. then there was a marriage of convenience and they were like, well, we might as well bone for yeah. the length of this marriage. That. Yeah. I was like, that feels more That's realistic fun. than like, we're yeah. going to pretend we're not attracted <laughs> right. to each other. <laughs> All right. So next rapid fire, what is your comfort book? Or it doesn't have to be like the comfort book. What is a comfort book for you? Both eyeball and then another one for audio. So I very rarely will reread, like eyeball reread. Um, like I might pick up a book and like, you know, flip through my annotations and stuff, but that just, that's not, I don't know. I don't like eyeball reread very often, but audiobook wise, I feel like I gravitate towards like, I love Ignite by Melanie Harlow. That's just like a book that I can re-listen to all the time because it's just hilarious and I love the narrators. Um, And then Sinner, obviously, and Indigo Ridge is another one and Steel King. I feel like I kind of like, pretty much any Devney Perry audiobook that's narrated by most of like the people that she uses so I don't know I just kind of like low stakes small town I re-listened to Wild at Heart recently just, just like that kind of vibe very nice nothing too stressful so great lead in next one who are your favorite audiobook narrators male and female who do you get excited to see on a book um obviously Zachary Weber we love mm-hmm. him King. um Jason Clark Stephen Dexter has really worked his way up to the top of the list. I love him. Mm -hmm. Um, He narrated, he was actually, (laughs) I discovered him because he narrates Reich. And then Mm -hmm. when I saw that he was doing Ignite, I was like, where have I heard this voice before? And then I was like, oh, no wonder. And so he plays like the perfect grump. Like I can't imagine him doing anything else. Like there are some people who can, you know, do it all. But he, like, if he ever narrates anyone who's not like grumpy and basically a single dad, like, I'm not interested. Like yeah. he did such a good job in Heartless too. Like I could so listen to that. I was so excited to see him for Heartless. Obsessed. You know what's actually crazy is that he narrates one of my favorite books of last year. I don't. I don't think it made it to my top ten, but it was like an honorable mention. Uh, Two Wrongs Make a Right by Chloe Lise. Oh really? And I actually didn't. I really like Stephen Dexter. Dexter, but I didn't like him in that book. I just because he he's did. not a Jamie in that book. He's not a grump. He's not a single dad. He's not like. He's not either of those things. And that's yeah. why I think it actually didn't work very well. It's because yeah. he just doesn't fit the vibe for Jamie. And, so and I didn't like, really like that book. Really... And I did it on audio. And I, I mean, clothes I don't get along that much anyways. Yeah. But yeah, yeah him I think is that guy. No, because work. I've been wanting to read that one. Um, so it's good to know I shouldn't do audio. Because I do think like don't sometimes, I think sometimes like narrators can get like typecast. Like for me, Sebastian York is a, like old man asshole billionaire ceo like that is what he does and that's it so if i see him in anything else i'm like what are you doing here yeah why are you here and like i think like that is his role and i think i don't mind listening to him in that role but i i struggle when i see him elsewhere mm-hmm. um and there's other people who are chameleons and who can do it all but i feel like those are two and even like jason clark i think it would be hard for him to play anyone who's not like i don't Rugged. know like, like Ruby or that's yeah literally- like we just did an audiobook episode, and I was talking about how Jason Clark is every. I wish he could do every single like broody, cranky yes. man, Ever. and then Zachary Weber can do everybody else. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I want. And the female narrators, Ava Erickson and Vanessa Edwin, like just obsessed yeah. with both of them. Um, 
I feel like Vanessa Edwin and Jason Clark pair so well together. Ava Erickson and Zachary Weber pair so well together. Just love them. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm a lot picky about female narrators, which is a bummer. I think it's like a lot of times it's the way that they do male voices that can really like make or break. They're yeah. doing too much. <laughs> it's a little. Yeah. It, so. Absolutely. But anytime I see either of those, I'm very excited. Um, okay. What was your last five star read? I think yours truly. I was like kind of hovering on like the 4.5 or five star with that one solely because of, you know, everything that I was talking about the other day with, I don't know, my frustrations. Um, but then I have to look internally and realize that I literally would have been acting the same way. So I can't fault that because I have a deep seated fear of rejection as well. So, you know, it's fine. So I can't blame her for that. So, yeah, I think, I mean, that was an incredible book. Like, I mean, everyone has been saying it it's it's no like new news but just the anxiety reputation representation unreal i mean truly unreal it's it was a lot of the same feelings i had when i read saint of like oh my god finally someone's like putting it into words what i feel and just like so beautifully and the way that he communicates i don't know like the way he has like adapted and can and can communicate and then but then also just like the way he sees himself as like a burden but then yeah. finally has this person who is immediately willing to like adjust everything to make sure that he is like safe and comfortable. It's just one of those things. It's like, oh, I just can't help but love it. Yeah. Um, we, Kimmy um, from Kimmy's books was reading around the same time you were and she was sending us some updates and she was also like getting really frustrated, I think with certain things that were happening, you know, in the, the third act but mm-hmm. I think usually people by the end, like once they get to those final chapters and they mm-hmm. see kind of the resolution of everything, they're like, okay, I guess yeah. that was really good. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, yeah, I love, we, we all love that book. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite sub genre of romance? Is it the small town, single dad, specifically those all together? Yeah. I mean, I think any small town, I just, I love the vibes of a small town romance like there's always going to be like a cafe or a bar that like you know the town congregates in or there's and there's usually always like an older character who like spreads gossip or like gives wisdom you know and like I just I just think that's so fun I love the feeling of it I feel like I don't know I just you can't help but love it it's so comforting like it feels very comfortable yeah I just I love it I just finished reading the queen's cove series by stephanie archer wasn't my like favorite thing in the world um but the small town of it all excellent like you get all the nosy ass people you get like this one older character who's like the wisdom for like everyone in the town and it's set in like um vancouver island in canada so it's beautiful like a stunning small town see this Um, is why i know you're gonna love love light farms Kendra because like oh, yeah all all that vibes of like it feels like a Hallmark movie yes mm-hmm. but better yeah I love those books um, yeah I just got one of those one of the books I think maybe the most recent release I think the girl has like pink hair on the cover it was super oh cute. yeah that's Finn Rose um, forever yeah so I'm excited to read those I keep seeing them everywhere yeah, yeah I think the, the audiobook for the first one yeah and it's gonna be duet so <gasps> amazing mm-hmm. I love that. yeah it's gonna be duet, which I thought was interesting because it's already um dual POV so I thought mm-hmm. she would just do it that way but yeah it's gonna be do it um okay is there a specific subgenre of romance that you avoid slash like will never read I guess I mean never say never but I really don't I've never really been a huge like why choose fan or like 
especially when it's tied to like bully romances and stuff. Like I really Zodiac Academy. I tried. It was. I mean, not that that's a white choose, but like that being mm-hmm. such a hardcore bully romance. Like I read like some Rena Kent and stuff, and like I went. I had like a very a whole month of I read everything that Rena Kent had out and enjoyed it. Like obviously that's bully romances and stuff. None of it was like five stars changing my life, but like I still did enjoy it. So I. I can't say that I'll never read it because I did enjoy those, but I also had no, like I enjoyed her versions of them, but I didn't really have, and a lot of it's because I wanted to get to the next generation books because I had accidentally started there and then went back and read the whole backlist. But um, I have no desire to like reach for anyone else's high school bully romances. And then why choose? I don't know. I just, I've read a couple and it's fine, but it's not something I really gravitate towards. Yeah. For me, I need them all to be in love. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with lots of people. I just need them all to be in love with each other. Yeah. As as far as bully romances, I think I'm with you there. I read, I mean, I've read a couple. I haven't read the Zodiac Academy, and that's kind of the reason I don't really plan to. Uh, And I've heard, like, that, you know, as, like, the books go on, it's not, it doesn't really become a thing anymore. But, like, for the first couple, I think it's that way. And I'm just like, no, thank you. Um, Because I started reading the um, Devil's Night series by Penelope Douglas in 2021 I read the first two and I was like you know what no I'm not really about that stop being so mean to her um I just like wasn't a big fan so I think I was like you know I think Billy Ramitz is yeah haven't read one since (laughs) it was like spring of 2021 when I first started reading that's when I read like Corrupt and Punk 57 and some of those and loved them then, you know, but everything was new and exciting. I mean, I gave like everything five stars. I just loved everything uh, except for the stopover. Read that during that. And that was not fun. <laughs> Other than that, like I just was, everything is so fun and exciting. And then for some reason I never picked up like Hideaway um, after Corrupt. And then maybe like a year later, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to the series because I always would see everyone talk about Kill Switch, like Damon and Winter and all this stuff. So okay, well, I yeah. want to get to that. And then I read Hideaway and I was like, I don't think I like this. I read that and then there's like a novella and then Kill Switch and I got to the end of Kill Switch and I was like, all that for what? <laughs> so I think yeah. I just realized that I'm not cut out for it. Like, like it takes a lot for me to not finish a series and for that reason, I, I may eventually like read the last book, but I just, I think my tastes are a lot different now. I'm like, oh, you should just be nice to each other <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> you yeah, should be obsessed not, with each other the whole you know, time. Have like a yeah, malicious intent at least. So are there any upcoming releases that you're really looking forward to? Reckless by Elsie Silver. Very excited about that. Crimson River, obviously. I mean, I've I've read it, but um, <laughs> I subtle really flex, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited for that release. It's gonna be so great. Um, what else? Obviously, Crescent City three. Mm-hmm. Would like to have that much sooner. And then um, the final book or I think it's the final book, which is Iris Kelly Doesn't Date by Ashley Heron Blake, which is, I love Delilah Green Doesn't Care. And Astro Parker Doesn't Fail was like one of my most anticipated reads of last year because like Astro Parker is literally me in the flesh, like top to bottom. Like that is her personality, everything. And And, like similar hair too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, blonde hair, you never see that. So um, I don't like her style, just like everything, everything. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to love this book. And it was a little bit of a letdown just because of the like third act breakup, which pissed me off. But so I'm excited for the next one. I'm like, I have really enjoyed those two. And it's like a small town setting. I love that it's Mm -hmm. sapphic and it's like cute and rom-com-y. So I have really enjoyed that series and I'm excited for the last one. When does that one come out? I think October. I keep like, so I have time. I have time. 
neck alley. Yeah. Again. You should do them on audio because I really yeah. like the first one on audio. I haven't done the second yeah. one yet, but it's on hold at Libby. Yeah, I haven't listened to Asher Parker, but um, I think it's the same narrator. And I want to say it is the same narrator who did The Love Wager, I think. Which oh, okay. Yeah, cool? she was great. Kristen mm-hmm. DiMarcuccio. I've been seeing her name yeah. a lot more. I think it's her. I could be wrong, but I think it's her. Yeah, she's good. Um, you are becoming a fantasy girl. You just did. Do you have yeah. a favorite bat boy? There is a you correct can say this. Just kidding. I guess there is, yeah. Well, for us, yeah. Well, just kidding. There is there's no. Logan's like, I don't want to answer anymore, actually. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I gravitate towards, like, Reese when it's, like, Reese and Feyre as a couple. Like, I gravitate towards them. Akmap was easily, like, my favorite of those. But I do like Cassian as, like, an individual. Like, I really like him. I think, like, I like his kind of almost, like, golden retriever attitude. I feel like, I don't know, I I really like him. And I think it's kind of a nice balance to, like, sometimes the heaviness of that series. So, but they're they're not the couple I would gravitate towards, if that makes sense. I'm just glad you didn't say Asriel. (laughs) I I mean, what do we know about him? Thank you. Uh, I hate when people are like, as is my favorite. I'm like, you know nothing about him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's going to be great whenever he gets personality, but I'm just, you know, waiting for it. <laughs> We're all Reese girlies. Yeah. Once you um, get to the end of Silver Flames and you do read his bonus chapter, Asriel's bonus chapter, I'm very curious what your thoughts on that chapter yeah. will be. Oh, yeah, because it pissed Brandy, a lot of off. It did. It didn't really piss me off, but whatever. Um... Brainy doesn't like Nesta. Okay, you guys take this way <laughs> too far. I never said I didn't like her. I just think I don't understand why people are so obsessed with her. Because every single character in the, that series has massive amounts of fucking trauma. And she's the only one who's a raging bitch to everybody around her for three straight books. I love Silver Flames. It's my second favorite in the series. Everybody needs to calm down. <laughs> We're going to call Tasneem right now. And get Dude, her I got the ripped to shreds. <laughs> Logan obviously knows I'm reading Throne of Glass right now. And I sent a Throne of Glass opinion to our friends Taz and Lomi. And I just got ripped to shreds <laughs> for like hours. Like they hate Resand. They love Nesta. They hate all the characters I love in Throne of Glass. It was crazy. Huh. Oh yeah, we're friends with some Reese haters. I had to fight for my life a lot. It's sad. Wild. Yeah, has your opinion of Reese changed at all while reading Silver Flames? Because no. that's usually where it comes from, right? Yeah. Like, anything, like how more. dare they? Yeah. He lock her in that library. I'm like, how dare she be horrible to right. everybody for years? Right, literally. Like, <laughs> anyways, <yeah. And> it, <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying the book, but it is hard because like I'll start to kind of like sympathize. I think when she's like in the library and like you know wanting to help the nuns and like wanting to help them like be. I have more self-defense training and, and things like that. And I start to really like her. But then the minute she's around like Feyre and Reese or anyone else, she's just goes back to being a bitch. And I'm like, can you not? And maybe it's just like the chronic people pleaser. Like, don't, I don't want to take up too much space in me, but I'm like, I, I can't, not that I have, I, I mean, there's plenty of characters that I can't relate to that I like, but with her, I'm like, I really can't relate. I'm like, I, it's really hard yeah. to, I don't know. I mean, I'm an only child. I've also had like a very easy life and am just typically nice to people. So I don't know. I, I do struggle at times with her. And I think it's mostly when she's 
with like Reese and Feyre and, and everyone else and like being mean to Elaine after like being so protective and anyways it's a whole thing which I'm mm-hmm. sure you know these are like not common um or that they're not uncommon as well but yeah there was just there was times that I, I struggle a little bit with her but I'm I'm still enjoying it a lot and I I like who she like I feel like when her heart does show at certain times you know like when she's in the library or when she's with him um I really do like her but there are some times that I'm like can you just rein it in a minute so. Yeah. Yeah. She's she needs some therapy. Yeah. Um uh is there an author you haven't read that that you would like to get to very soon that you're like itching to check out? I've really been wanting to read um some of the Jennifer Hartman books. Uh Tanya talks about them a lot, like Still Beating and, and some of those. So those are definitely highly anticipated. Our last uh, episode as I mentioned was our audiobook episode and we all opened up our audible libraries and looked mm-hmm. at how many audiobooks we had and Kendra had how many she's gonna yeah, hold on we'll, we'll, all, we'll all say our titles. numbers quickly and then we want to know how many titles you have in your audible library I want us to also guess at how many we think oh yeah has. I would love to guess first okay please do okay so yeah I have 51 titles and I guess that Logan has like upwards of 400 I am next in line. I have 54, barely beat out Kendra. Um, Kendra and I both are really heavy Libby listeners too. So we, mm-hmm. sl- we switch a lot back and forth. Um, I have 54. And when I guessed Brandy's, I guessed pretty close to what she had, which was, she'll say in a second. But I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess 375. I have 209. And I'm guessing Logan has 550. <gasps> okay. Maybe I'm lowballing. I'm lowballing, aren't I? Oh, maybe I should give a specific number because I said upwards of 400, so I'll say like 410. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing 450 or 550. I love your okay. poker face, Logan. Each time we guessed, you were just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have 741. <gasps> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. You are like the audiobook girly. It's it's yours. Like, we wow. gave you the crown. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, literally, like when I did like my Audible Wrapped or whatever at the end of the year last year, I want to say that it equated to an average of seven hours a day. Like, wow, that's a full time job, literally. <laughs> and I think it's because I mean, literally, from like the minute I wake up, I turn one on, and then like I'm quite literally never left alone with my own thoughts. Like, if mm-hmm. I if I'm like working or like have something to do, then obviously I don't have one on. But like. If I'm eating lunch, walking my dog, cooking dinner, cleaning, like getting ready in the morning, if I so much as have to like walk down to check my mail, like I'm going to put an audiobook in. Like I, it's at this point, it's not healthy because like the other day my Bluetooth speaker was dead and I had to shower in silence and was like, <laughs> all of these thoughts came crashing in on me. I'm like, oh, nope, I'm not interested in that. So yeah, definitely not healthy, but. What speed do you listen to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it depends on the narrator um I feel like I typically start out with like like my average is around like 1.6 or so but then depending on like exactly whoever I'm gonna bump it down but then like the some of them I listen to I will bump it up to like 2 2.2 if they're like a slower narrator it just kind of depends um but I will listen to them as I fall asleep like I'll turn on a sleep timer and if I do that I have to turn it down to like 1.2 because if they're talking quickly then my brain is still moving quickly and I can't fall asleep so that is something that I've learned about myself when I'm like listening so interesting kind of like adjust depending on what I'm doing too like sometimes I if I want it to be quicker or if it's something that I've listened to in the past or whatever 
Um, yeah. Our last episode, like we already said, was audiobook episode, and we talked about our listening speeds, and I'm the slower listener of yeah. the three here. And um, I usually sit at like a 1.4, but yesterday I sent them a message where I was like, guys, she was so happy. what do you notice? <laughs> they were. Um, I, I sent a message where I was listening to one in Rome at 1.5, but I have an update. Guys, I bumped it up to 1.6. Please clap. Wow. Please clap. Thank you so much. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, I know that's like yeah. killing you. I'm so proud it? of myself. You're like, what's going no, on? No, I feel like this one is going a little bit like they're talking, at least the girl is talking a little bit slower. And so I, I was like, all right, I think it's time. Yeah. We'll get you there one day. Um, okay, yeah. our final rapid fire. All well, Kayla and I this year finally read the Fallen Men series. Brandy had read mm-hmm. it last year. I loved it. Kayla has some. It almost ruined our friendship. So, uh, <laughs> we want to know what your favorite book is, and then your favorite couple and your favorite character. That's so hard because, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, I love Priest and B. Like, I I love them a lot, but their book like their plot I felt like was really predictable and and all that but I love them but then like so I mean welcome to the dark side is probably my favorite book yeah and I honestly I think (laughs) I know it's fine (laughs) Um, and I think like I I think they're my favorite couple too honestly like I just love them and that I started with that book (laughs) and um so I started with that one and I just loved it like but I mean to be fair like after I like the after I went through my whole romance audiobook phase and then eyeball read my first romance book, after that, the next book I read was Unconditional by QB Tyler. And then I read The Doctor oh. by Nikki Sloan. Like, mm-hmm. I you were in literally it. <laughs> end. So, and then I went back and read, like, off campus and was like, oh, okay. Um, so I feel like with the taboo stuff, I really just, like, like do- I used to read, like, a lot of taboo. And I still, I think at that point, I would read, like, I was kind of, like, fascinated by it, honestly. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like a morbid fascination. And kind of would see like okay you know what all will I read um and now I feel like I there's like a select few authors and I'm like okay I'll read it if they write it but I don't seek it out mm-hmm. as much as I used to mm-hmm. um I think you know obviously it has to be done well so but yeah with I don't know I just like loved Welcome to the Dark Side and so did Kendra and I the plot I thought like the plot was so good I didn't really I didn't expect like I and that was kind of more of a suspenseful one too and so it was again kind of like combining this like oh this is like kind of a mystery there's like some criminal activity mm-hmm. going on on multiple fronts but i just thought it was kind of nice to have like <laughs> a of that like with the romance so it was, i think a lot of that too is like like reading that type of book for the first time of like okay it's not just like fluff and romance um have you gone back and listened to it since reading eyeball reading it yes i did when the audiobook first came out but, you deserve an award yeah He's... But then um, I think that's the only one I've gone back to and listened to. And like, and I will say like when we were, when we were talking about eyeball reading um, or rereading, I will go back and reread a lot of parts of After the Fall. Like I think there's a lot of really great King and Cressida moments in After the Fall. And so there, there are a lot of those like that I'll reread. But Did you ever go back and read Lessons in Corruption? Yes. So I read... Welcome to the Dark Side, because I didn't know about Interconnected Standalones. Like, that was not something I'd oh, ever okay. heard of. So I just started with Welcome to the Dark Side, and then I read Good Gone Bad, and then I started After the Fall, and was like, and then realized, okay, this is King and Cresta, but weren't they book one? So I was like, well, if I'm going to read 
their second book, I should probably read their first book. So then I went back and read it. Um, And I think because I had already seen them as a couple and already loved them as a couple in books two and three, reading, I think that's why I didn't hate book one because I'd kind of already seen like the after, but I can see why people don't love book one. Wow. And I like Inkton Lies too a lot. I mean, I love, I love Inkton Lies. So, are they they're your favorite couple? But are they your favorite like male and female? Or do you have like a separate favorite characters there, like apart from the couple themselves? I really like Priest. Like, I really like him a lot. Um, I think he's just like kind of an interesting character. So he might be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really like Lila. I think she's cool. Me too. Yeah, she's a lot. Me too. So. Those are probably, I mean, those are two, like, outside of, like, my favorite couple that I, I really like, so. Amazing. Thanks for doing rapid fire with us. Hey, no problem. It was fun. Yeah. It wasn't very yeah. rapid, yeah. sorry, but it's okay. No, no, no. no. It, was, it was rapid for us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, Logan, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us and being our first guest. Like we said, like, we talk about you almost every single episode, so when we were talking about wanting to have a guest on, we were like... Of course, it has to be Logan. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Where, I know we've mentioned this briefly, but like where can everybody find you for socials and all that stuff? Yeah, so uh, Bookstagram, it's Elsie's Bookstagram, like LCS Bookstagram. And then um, TikTok, it's Logan's Library with two Ys. And those are pretty much the only the only two. I feel like there's like a bunch of other apps floating around out there right now that I'm like quietly observing but i don't know that anything will actually you know take off so it'll be curious to see if any of them do amazing thank you so much for having i love me. this, this so much fun. this is such a blast this getting to talk to you oh wait if you want to know more about logan and more about the podcast you can follow us on instagram at bring your own pod we'll probably post something very fun and cute about logan whenever this episode comes out yay, so. <laughs> yay. amazing right. guys. all right, all right guys. see you next time